the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Talk about nice parting gifts. That's what Pittsburgh City School Superintendent Anthony Hamlet's going to get when he walks out the door on October 1st. That's when his resignation uh, that he announced today is going to take effect. Uh, Anthony had some problems with the State Ethics Commission after a two-year investigation. Uh, They found that he had violated the Public Official and Employee Ethics Act. That sounds like a pretty important thing, a Public Official and Employee Ethics Act. He was cited for keeping more than $6,000 in honorariums that were paid to him on various trips, receiving and keeping thousands of dollars in travel expense money, reimbursements from conference house uh, conference uh, 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 money already paid by the district, uh, a marking time spent out of the state and county on personal business as work days instead of vacation days, and receiving thousands of dollars from the district for unused vacation days that should have been marked as used. He's been ordered to pay the money back to the district. Now, he's been in the job for five years. In our second half hour today, we're going to take a look at what kind of shape the city schools are in with Eric Montardi of the Allegheny Institute, who did a report on that back in January. I'm guessing it's uh, not very good. And when Mr. Hamlet walks out the door... He's going to get one year's severance pay and the value of his benefits, which comes to $400,000. Not bad. He says he's guilty of negligence, he admits to that, but not of doing anything wrong intentionally. Hamlet's the second black superintendent in Pittsburgh Public Schools history. He says he's had a target on his back. The Western Pennsylvania Black Political Assembly has come to his defense. They say he's a victim of, are you ready, a racist attack. We'll have more on this in our second half hour, but when we come back, we are going to talk about the mess in Afghanistan with Selena Zito, who's talked to Marines who are trying to get Americans on a flight home. Stick around. Why doing it right, roofing, siding, and remodeling? As an Owens Corning Roofing Platinum Preferred Contractor, it's simple. It's in their name. They're doing it right, and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Want it done right? Call doing it right. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And, and we're, we're the, the owners, owners of South Coast, Coast Tax. Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm who will treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation, and we'll take the time to explain all of the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 8.36, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. And one way we can achieve that is by being debt-free. So let us help you today. Call us at 1-800-TAX-1176, and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. Right now, people are home with their pets more often, and I think especially with the shedding, they're more cognizant of what's going on and that it's an actual issue. Nala's got some skin issues. He gets really going and scratching. Excessive shedding, a lot of just scratching and itching. Digging, scratching and itching and biting. On top of that, he was starting to get black buildup in his ears. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 
I just heard the Dynavite commercial so many times that I said, you know what, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And I ordered it and tried it, and it worked. We started Dynavite, and in our first box, we noticed a difference, especially with the shedding. Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog. We've got four dogs, all different ages, all different sizes, and they've all just responded really well to the Dynavite, and they all love it. We will be using Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. We order our Dynavite from Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Is it time to push reset and get away with God? Christian Travel creates purposeful pauses to discover the most scenic, sought-after destinations while you immerse yourself in the wonder of God's creation. As you travel alongside the world's top Christian leaders, every step of the way will revive your faith and awaken your sense of wonder. Imagine morning devotions on the deck of a cruise ship as you pass towering Alaska glaciers or tropical Caribbean islands. Perhaps you're longing to set foot in the very places where Jesus walked and taught in Israel. Every day on a Christian cruise or tour brings you the new vistas while you enjoy uplifting music and powerful messages. Get away with God in a faith-focused journey, and the unforgettable memories you create will refresh you long after you return home. For more information, visit InspirationCruises.com or call 800-247-1899. That's InspirationCruises.com or call 800-247-1899. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation order the three-week quick start now discount it to only 1995 to see if it will work for you too call 800-500-8384 relieffactor.com for victims of drunk and drug driving our grief is unique but you are not alone you always have a place at mad call our 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit mad.org Mike Gallagher sees Americans making a statement. Americans, they're making a decision. Here's the declaration. We're going to live our life. We're going to take our chances. We're going to make decisions about our own personal safety and our health and our well-being. But we're going to live our life. And that's a fascinating thing to watch because the pendulum is swinging. More and more Americans are doing this. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250. The Answer. This is the John Stackerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, the, uh, the big guy's poll numbers keep falling at the current pace. He's going to owe points by Halloween. And I guess it's all about the fiasco in Afghanistan. Uh, his people are still even as early as or as recently as the last couple of hours were out there out there trying to explain and justify why, who knows how many Americans are still stuck over there. Salino Zito has spoken to people from uh, who, were, who were trying to get them out before that August 31st deadline with no help from the U.S. government, apparently, and she joins us now. Selena, good to have you on again. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. And I'm still in contact with this, these, uh, these people. In fact, I'll have a series of stories out um, from their efforts to get, to get Americans, SIVs, and green card holders out of Afghanistan, and they have vowed to not stop until everyone is out. And who were the people you spoke to? Uh, these are all veterans. There's uh, several different groups, most of them funded by well-pocketed other veterans. Uh, they're doing it on their own time. A lot of them are doing it without any sleep and um, just working uh diligently to try to get these people out who were their comrades, right? Their soldiers in arms who helped them while they were there in Afghanistan fighting the war side by side, um, who have now been abandoned by the um, uh, American government. Yeah, the piece I saw that you wrote for the Washington Examiner was written back on September 2nd. So you were talking about you know, uh, the, just the days right after the August 31st deadline. Yeah. But w- yeah. what happened to the people who got to the airport before that deadline and were left behind? How, how did I've they get left this, behind? Uh, I've been told this by many military people that have worked, uh, both who are still in the military, who are also all retired from the military. 
um, who have said that in the last few days uh, leading up to August 31st, there were no Americans that wanted to get out that were able to get out. They were just not able to get out. They were turned away at the airport and told to go home. So let's that, go ahead. Sorry. That, no, and, and that is sort of, you know, that is something that has left a deep imprint on Americans. I mean, this is something that is really impactful to Americans that I think that that Washington insiders sort of don't understand about the American spirit mm-hmm. in, ter- in, in American exceptionalism. I think what we have going on at this moment is two conflicting things. Um, are, are the American government behaving at its worst and the American people behaving at their best in terms of doing uh, extraordinary means to get these people out? So bottom line, uh, what you, you're telling me and everybody else that not one person who wanted to get out in the days right up to the deadline got out. There were, there were yes, they were unable to get to the airport. In the final days, they were unable to get to the airport. And uh, the, the guy you talked to is a Lieutenant Colonel Jonathan Myers, uh, and he says that the U.S. government, what, told him to take it up with the Taliban? Uh, essentially, yeah. Yes, right now they have sitting at an airport in a place they will not disclose four airplanes full of American citizens um, that have been sitting there now for two days, um, unable uh, to. They are turned. They are turned away or held back by the State Department. And I just heard Jen Psaki today at uh i don't know three thirty or so um maybe a little bit before that uh saying that uh, they're doing everything they can and that um uh they have a plan and they plan to get the people out is anybody buying that outside of the, the white house no 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 one is buying that no i this uh this is this i i you know i i rarely pick a side However, at this moment, I am not particularly proud of um, our government right now and what we've done um, to these American citizens. Look, when I worked at the Pittsburgh Tribune Review, we deployed there with journalists in Iraq and Afghanistan several times. And while we were there, we had what they called fixers or interpreters who helped us, our journalists, uh, navigate the country. And these are the kind of people that, you know, the, you know, once you made that decision as an Afghani to go to the other side and help the American military, you, you the, the Taliban, you were a marked man or woman by the Taliban. Mm-hmm. And these are the people that we left behind. Yeah, and um, so you've been to you you've been on the ground in Afghanistan. So no, I I, uh, I have not. Oh, okay, I, still, I'm sorry. I, facil- I facilitated, but we had three reporters at the Pittsburgh one, two, three, four reporters at the Pittsburgh Tribune Review that um, during the war had been in Afghanistan or Iraq. Okay, um, so um, what does uh, Jonathan Myers think about President Biden calling the evacuation an extraordinary success? That's what he said. I don't think I can say his exact words <laughs> on <laughs> yeah. radio. Yeah. How, however, you can use your imagination. Uh, if you were someone that was working on getting people out and someone turned around and said, ah, wait, are you talking about it? It's very extraordinary. Um, I, I think you would probably have the same choice words for um, for that. Now, you, you have to understand, Lieutenant Colonel Jonathan Myers was on Millie's joint chief of chief of staff team. This is a high-ranking individual who, uh, intelligence officer, who was involved in the res- in, in rescue with uh, Benghazi, but also uh, with the rescue of uh, Captain. I'm going to forget his name in Bosnia. I mean, this is a guy who is who who knows how to navigate these dangerous situations. Yeah, he, so he was General Milley, uh, a guy who most people, I don't know what most people, many people think should resign or be fired. He was uh, on his staff. Yeah, he was. He doesn't have very many nice things to say about Milley either. Wow, and you, I didn't see that you got those into your piece. <laughs> he wanted those, <laughs> that stuff kept off the record? <laughs> no, no, off the record. I just, um, uh, in order to protect people that are trying to... Um, 
to get a job done, yeah. you try not to, you, you try not to clog the story up with um, personal sentiment. Okay. Well, just give us a, a couple of hints about how he feels about him. Does does he? Oh, go ahead. Incom- I mean, he, you know, he, he had no problem saying about the incompetency um, of of Millie. Um, of I think it was General uh, the Semcom General. I believe his name is Cartwright. Um, off the top of my head, um, he was unhappy with the entire military command, uh, which he says has been filled up with with political. Um, um, appointees and political sort of um, rising up in the military ranks as opposed to people who have earned it through um, uh, um, their leadership out on the um, in, in the field. So there's, there seems to be a lot of that going on, uh, that the the generals are really taking a lot of heat for this. Um, just the, 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 the brass, I guess, is the word they like to use. They're, yeah, well, you, okay, you take a look, the, the ones that are in charge right now are the ones that were elevated during the Obama administration. Yeah, and they are uh, not getting good reviews from the rank and file. No, not at all. I have not seen this level of distrust, and you and John, you and I are about the same age, mm-hmm. um, the, the level of distrust not for the men and women who served, not for our soldiers, but for military leadership since um, Vietnam. Yeah, and and um, what does what what does the Myers think is the future here? Immediate and and future, and then down the road a little bit. Well, all he's talking about right now is is how to um, is getting these people out. That is his own focus. I think that's a story for another day for him at this moment. He's, he's, he's going on two to three hours of sleep every night. And this is still, you wrote the piece back uh, almost, what, what's the day today? That, uh, a couple even, days ago. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you wrote the piece about a week ago, I guess. Um, and uh, so this is still going on. If you were to call him right now, he'd still be on the phone trying to get people out? Oh, yeah, I have a story coming out tomorrow. Um, I was on the phone with him up until 1130 last night. Can you give us a scoop? What did he tell you? Um, they're, uh, working, it, 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 yeah, just, just check it out at selenazito.com tomorrow. <laughs> uh, all right, Selena, uh, selenazito.com? Yeah. Uh, now, is it, so is he saying it's worse now than it was a week ago? Yes. Wow. And, and, uh, you're aware of this and you're talking to him. Who else is he talking to? I mean, he's talking to you. You're the media. What about yeah, what, what's there, he saying? There's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of other people that are going to re- be reporting this as that rolls out. Um, I don't think I'll be alone in reporting this. Oh, okay. But I mean, he's is he um, making an effort to talk to as many people as he can? Yeah, media, media wise, I mean. Yeah, absolutely. And but he's not getting much of a a sense that uh, the people in Washington care all that much about what he's doing. Absolutely. Did they? No, he's not getting that sense at all. You've been around the block a little bit, and you know how the people in Washington um, um, operate. Is this incompetence? Do you think, Selena, or is it no, more? Um, it's what? It's negligence. Okay. They know exactly what they're doing. No, but I mean, the, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This, they know what's going on. They're, 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 it's willful negligence, not just incompetence? It's willful negligence, which is more morally and legally wrong than incompetence. You know, you know I've, I've had people say to me from the beginning when this first, uh, the, the whole evacuation story started up back at the end of August uh, and everything was going wrong, um, that I, I see and hear people and read people uh, saying that they think that they wanted this to happen, that they're happy that this is happening. Do you buy yeah, that? I, 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 yeah, absolutely. I think this has exactly been the plan. I don't think there's any, there's not, there's not any unforced errors here. This is what they wanted to happen. That's why the president isn't talking about it. It's done for him because this is how he, this is the outcome that he wanted. So to what end, though? I mean, uh, th- we had uh, what is it? It was it on his calendar that if he broke his case, he ended the war in Afghanistan. Period. Doesn't matter how it ended; it ended. 
and, and but I mean the the plan. I don't. I hope the plan didn't include having. Uh, I forget now if it's twelve or thirteen uh, Americans killed. American uh, military no, people I killed. Don't think that, yeah, but it was it was end at all costs. It so, was end at all costs. So you think that they because I, I'm going to hit and I'm going up a mountain and I think I'm going to lose you on the mountain. <laughs> yeah. So that, but I mean, they had they they uh, they were fully prepared for casualties, deaths. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And I think that, that that's always a calculation in the military. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, it's it's not necessarily a bad thing to uh, assume that military people are going to die in any kind of an operation. I mean, that's what they do. They right. they try to kill yeah. people, and people They're try to kill them. But yep. but. Uh, so there's, you don't think that there's a feeling among, and you don't get the impression from Myers that there's a, any kind of a feeling of failure among the uh, no, among the Biden. Absolutely not. No, there's no sense of failure. This is the outcome that they wanted. Period. Now, when you say it's the outcome they wanted, they 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 they're they, out of Afghanistan, and that's the outcome they wanted, no matter what. Yeah, but they're not really out until all the Americans are out. They 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 allowed for that too. Well, that's too bad. Or, yep, that's it. So they so they they uh, they are not surprised that there are people stuck there. Oh, we lost her there. Uh, we'll try to get her back. Um, we only have a couple minutes left, but we'll we'll try to get her back. Uh, that's pretty amazing stuff there. Um, and it's only beginning to come out what this is this is only uh, uh, eight or nine days after the deadline whatever the date is today I can't forget remember what the date is that it's the eighth okay it's a week uh, it's a week since the deadline um, they uh, this uh, I, I, I get the impression that they think that this is just going to kind of go away it's going to be a story for a while and then it will uh, disappear but I don't think that's uh, the way it's going to work out. While we're waiting to get uh, Selena back, I hope we can get her. Uh, speaking of Afghanistan, I should tell you about uh, Joe Sweeney. Joe Sweeney, uh, he he was in Afghanistan right up until the end. A couple of days before the uh, deadline, uh, I think it was, the deadline was like a Tuesday, and he he arrived back in Pittsburgh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, on, a, on the previous Saturday. He's from Moon Township. He's a uh, uh, he worked as a contractor over there, and uh, he had a lot. We had him on the show. Actually, we ran the uh, recording of his appearance on uh, the show with uh, John and Kathy over on Word FM, uh, our sister station. He was on with them, and I I just replayed the interview that they did with him. Um, but he said lots of things are uh, are going on over there, and they're not good. And uh, he had some unkind things to say about what's going on with uh, the Biden administration. Well, anyway, he is going to be part of a panel discussion uh, preceded by hors d'oeuvres, a mixer. Uh, the panel discussion will have uh, jo- uh, Joe Sweeney, myself, and Kathy Emmons from uh, the John and Kathy uh, Ride Home on uh, Word FM. Uh, that'll be coming up uh, a week from this Friday, so September seventeenth, from six to eight thirty. So, uh, hey, you're, you're back, Selena. Sorry about that. I'm I'm um, in Shanksville, and there's not great service. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I only have about a minute and a half left. Um, who was the kid in the white shirt and pink bandana that you wrote about? That told a nice story there about what's what's uh, going on. Yeah, that was an American citizen, young man, um, and that was really powerful testimony of how they got this young man out. Um, I have another story coming out um, from the Travis Mannion uh, family and how their efforts to get um, um, American citizens out of Afghanistan, too. I'm not letting go of this story. It's a powerful and an important story in our history, and it's a story of neglect um, from our government, And but it's also a story of hope and aspiration um, uh, about the warriors and just regular people who have stepped up to get people out of Afghanistan that are American citizens. Before I go, do you, are you aware of Joe Sweeney? No. All right. Well, I I will send you information on him. Uh, I I just mentioned while we were waiting to get contact with you again, we have an event coming up a week from uh, this Friday. He's going to be involved in a panel discussion at uh, the church in Sewickley, and um, we are going to be there 
to talk to him and ask him questions. He's a, a contractor, and he was there right up until the end. He was, I think he came home the Saturday before the deadline, like two or three days before, and we were going to talk uh-huh. to him, and he's a guy that you might want to talk to. I'll send you the information on him, Selena. i got to go, but I appreciate you coming That'd on. That's great. Thank you so much for having me on. Okay, and we'll be right back. Uh- SRN News, I'm John Scott. Secretary of State Blinken has told the Taliban that any legitimacy or support will have to be earned after Afghanistan's new rulers announced an interim government that drew a deeply skeptical Western response. Blinken said that the new Afghan government, quote, certainly does not meet the test of inclusivity, and it includes people who have very challenging track records. Blinken also said the Taliban were not letting charter planes take people out of Sharif. They claim that some of the passengers do not have the required documentation. While there are limits to what we can do without personnel on the ground, without an airport, with normal security and procedures in place, we are working to do everything in our power to support those flights and to get them off the ground. The Secretary of State and his German counterpart have met at a U.S. base in Germany. This is SRN News. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com code 3388. Enjoy. Dennis Prager says we're witnessing a communist state. I was telling you about Australia, nearly all supportive of a general lockdown, except for what you can say to your fellow family members. There is less freedom in Australia today than there was in the Soviet Union. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 1250. The Answer. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. At Abernathy and Hagerman, estate administration isn't a side job. It's what we do. You have the same goals we all do, to protect your assets, to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. Hagerman Law, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. In the last 12 months, the Federal Reserve has added over $4 trillion to their balance sheet. It's led to an explosion in financial assets. Stocks, bonds, commodities, cryptocurrencies, housing prices have all exploded higher. But the Federal Reserve can't keep this going forever. This is unsustainable. It's why you need Advantage Gold. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver the right way. Call 800-900-8000. We don't pay celebrities millions of dollars. We pass that value on to you. It's why we're number one. Call 800-900-8000 now. Speak with one of our experts and learn how. We'll send you a free gold kit and a copy of my national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call 800-900-8000 now. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. 
Jam traffic on the Parkway East outbound, Glenwood to Edgewood, Swissvale, also Parkway East inbound, jammed Edgewood, Swissvale to the Squirrel Hall Tunnel, Parkway East inbound, jamming from 2nd Ave to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway West outbound, Green Tree Road to Poplar Street, that's all backed up, and we have Parkway West inbound, jammed Green Tree Road to the Fort Pitt Tunnel, also seeing jammed up traffic on 28 outbound between Route 8 and the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Megan Novelli. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 55. Partly sunny tomorrow with a couple of showers. Tomorrow's high 70. Partly cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 52. Friday will be breezy and pleasant with times of clouds and sunshine. Friday will reach a high of 72. Saturday will be delightful with sunshine mixing with a few clouds. High 77. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, as we told you at the top of the show, Anthony Hamlet resigned today as superintendent of Pittsburgh Public Schools, effective October 1st. He left with a nice uh, $400,000 severance package. So what's he leaving behind for whoever replaces him? Eric Montardi is the director of research at the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy. He's been looking into this. Uh, he's been looking into the Pittsburgh Public Schools for a while. He joins us now. Eric, thanks for being here. John, thank you for the invitation. So uh, I saw a report that you did for the Allegheny Institute back in January, uh, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to call you uh, to have you on the show. Uh, it said that the cost per pupil now, is $30,000. That seems kind of high to me. Is that money well spent? For the um, uh, the results that uh, performed, uh, that come out of the Pittsburgh Public Schools, when you measure it by um, the PSSA scores, and you look at you know where students measure on uh, basic, below basic, advanced or proficient, there's not a correlation there. Uh, the costs have been climbing you know, over over time, you know, I just looked at the uh, most recent audit uh, to update that thirty thousand number, and it's actually gone up a little bit over thirty one thousand because even though the expenditures fell, so did the enrollment. And as you mentioned, you know, the things that are uh, going to be faced by the you know the, the next superintendent. I mean, looking at this decade here, based on what the State Department of Education projects is where the enrollment will be. You know, they're looking at, you know, Pittsburgh Public Schools having a little bit over uh, 16,700 K-12 students, you know, by the end of this decade, by 2029-2030. And, you know, with, with that, that's an, you know, that's basically an 18% drop in enrollment uh, in K-12. through So how that does not have impacts coming for um, employment in the district, the physical space, you know, the plant and the uh, the buildings that the school district has, um, it's hard to see how it how it can't uh, going forward. You had some a lot of interesting numbers in in your piece. Um, one that's jumped out at me was, I think it, it's uh, I don't know if it was projected or if it's uh, right now, uh, five uh, employees, five pupils per employee. So. There are there's an employee for every five kid in school in the Pittsburgh schools between kindergarten and twelfth grade. Is that right? Um, let's see. Well, let's look. We have a student to classroom teacher ratio was ten point eight to one, and that's uh, higher than what you would see in the other districts in Allegheny County. And there's forty three altogether. And then the student to administrator ratio was 127.9 to 1, which, again, that's higher than what you'd see in districts uh, in Allegheny County, not including uh, Pittsburgh Public Schools. So the, uh, the city schools have more employees per student, uh, just to, and, 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 and that includes uh, more teachers per student. When you say higher, you mean that the, the number of teachers per student uh, th- th- is there are more teachers per student. The classroom sizes are smaller, is what I'm trying to get, in the city schools. Right. And there are more employees, and the production is worse than the other schools surrounding the city. Is that correct? That's by and large correct. I mean, again, yeah, if you were to look at 
you know, where the performance is on the PSSAs for Pittsburgh public schools. Yeah. And in this piece, I was able to do that, like, against the statewide average uh, on um, English language arts and math through grades uh, three through eight when those uh, assessments are taken. The, the, uh, the percentages of where you have students performing advanced or proficient statewide you know, it just exceeds uh, what you have in Pittsburgh public schools. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, I don't have the numbers right in front of me here, but uh, like seventy-five uh, percent of of some uh, of, of kids do not show proficiency in in uh, English and math. Um, that's close. Basically, what I did here was to look at the scores reported by each school in the district. So there, yeah, this is the twenty nineteen PSSAs. There are 48 schools in the district that reported scores. And if you look at uh, just based on the number of schools for English language arts, there were 19 schools that had 60% or more of their students score basic or below basic, which what the state defines that as is it means marginal or inadequate academic performance. Oh, and that requires additional academic support. And then on math, there were 37 schools that had 60% or more students, uh, 60% or more of students scoring basic or below basic. And then the 75% number, that is 23 of those schools on math, uh, performed 75% uh, or greater on being basic or below basic. So the schools stink? By and large, yes. I mean, again, you look at it as... Um, Sorry, yeah, how much is spent per pupil, the, the performance, um, the trends in enrollment, uh, the trends in building space. And again, you know, when we looked, when we wrote this piece at uh, the beginning of 2021, you know, Pittsburgh is one of, you know, I think two school districts in the state that budgets on a calendar year, meaning they set their budget. Uh, for January 1, and then the money that is spent and the revenues that are collected are go through December 31st. And at that point, you know, this, the superintendent asked for the board to increase property taxes. Uh, the board said, well, we're not going to inter- we're not going to do that. Let's look for cost savings. And then it was, well, uh, after you know, one of the cost savings was let's close some school buildings that are underutilized. The board said we're not interested in doing that. So they're still at the point where uh, the quote was at that time: there are difficult decisions regarding programming, services, and staffing in our buildings. I mean that is the entire you know school enterprise that runs on this uh, you know six hundred million dollar plus uh, budget um, on uh, on a January through December basis. We're talking to Eric Montardi. He's the director of research at the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy. Um, Yeah, I'm sorry, uh, Eric, but um, I don't know how many people would keep their jobs if 70% of what they're supposed to be achieving is not happening, which is, you know, or 60% or whatever it is. Those numbers are terrible. Um, And... I'm guessing that the solution is to throw more money at it. I'm just It's a wild guess, but it's Democrats <laughs> and it's the city, and that's my guess. Well, again, if you yeah, look at these numbers and, and people start to critically think about, okay, this is how much Pittsburgh Public Schools is spending per student, and then let's look at other districts in Allegheny County. Let's look at other districts in western Pennsylvania. Let's look at other districts around the state and say out of 500 districts, if Pittsburgh is – near the top there for how much they spend per pupil. Um, you know, there's got to be some, you know, some, some thinking there about, well, you know, this is not doing, uh, you know, something's not working here and more money's not going to be the solution. And, you know, there's obviously uh, a lot of pieces that come into that because you have the local aspect of the funding, which is, you know, primarily property taxes, uh, but it's also wage taxes, that are generated from uh, the property and then the wage earners in the district. There's state money that comes in, uh, basic education funding, and then a bunch of other uh, subsidies from the state of Pennsylvania. And um, 
you know, there is you know, a program of financial oversight. Like if you recall when the city of Pittsburgh was in what was called Act 47, there is something similar called Act 141 for school districts. Um, if they meet certain criteria, they will be placed under state oversight. And right now there are four districts in Allegheny County uh, that are under state oversight. And again, a coordinator kind of looks at what they spend on, um, you know, could they shed some costs? Could they close some buildings? Uh, that's quite a possibility that you know, Pittsburgh public schools could up, end up there if they meet that criteria that's in the law. Yeah, and um, uh, Mr. Hamlet, who's on his way out the door, he was um, pretty fast and loose uh, with the money that uh, they were giving him for expenses. That's why he's gone. Uh, he must have thought things were doing pretty well there. You know, um, how does a guy who's in charge of making the school system work, uh, how does a guy survive in that job if he's 100% honest and producing those kind of numbers? Uh, uh, it's, it's amazing to me. Right. Well, it's, uh, so so um, the teachers can't complain about the teacher-to-student ratio, can they? I don't think there's any grounds, uh, you know, for that. Um, again, if you look at the, where the ratio is, so um, there really shouldn't be. Uh, there shouldn't be much complaints on you know, how much money is uh, is generated per pupil. Um, and again, we will see uh, as as the budget process begins because it's going to be you know beginning here very shortly. I'm sure it's already started, but in terms of the public seeing, you know, what a preliminary budget's going to look like. Because last year or the current year that uh, the Pittsburgh public schools were in, you know, they spent more money than they were going to bring in in revenue, so they dipped into the fund balance uh, to make the ba- the, the budget uh, balanced. Um, you know, with the the federal uh, stimulus programs from coronavirus, you know, all the school districts and all all the charter schools in Pennsylvania have have received you know various streams of money uh, from uh, the the legislation that was there in 2020. Um, there were two packages, and then now the uh, the American Rescue Plan. So there's money that's coming in of, you know, how is the district going to utilize it? What are they going to do with the money? Um, you know, how does everything get uh, counted for? Um, so this will again, you know, be the attention, uh, you know, or getting the attention of um, you know residents of the uh, the district that. Uh, vote for the board and you know pay the taxes that uh, that fund the school district. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned charter schools. Um, what percentage of kids are going to? Uh, that, that's the one place that they can escape uh, escape to, which is a charter school. Um, how many kids are getting uh, out of the system, at least to the, to the extent that they can go to a charter school and not have to go to the regular? Public schools. Yeah, the last the last measurement he, I have here is a ratio. So basically, in 2020, there for every one Pittsburgh public school student, there was 0.23 students in a charter school, and that ratio was up uh, from where it was in 2016. I think in terms of the overall numbers, you know, you're looking at I think it's you know 20,000 uh, or so students in. Pittsburgh public schools, and they will be taking another um, official K through 12 measurement on October 1st, um, and then there will be also then a ratio of how many that are in the brick and mortar, uh, as well as cyber charter schools that would otherwise be going to Pittsburgh public schools. That doesn't sound like they're much of a factor. Those numbers. Um, well, again, I mean, there are a handful of charter schools within the Pittsburgh public school district that have a physical presence, but then cyber charter schools, you know, it can, you can, you know, attend, you know, it's not based on, you know, where the school is located. That's open to anybody in uh, Pennsylvania. And then of course there's parochial schools uh, as well. But yeah, this is just the measurement of, um, you know, those charter schools that, uh, you know, would be, or at the time utilized by Pittsburgh public school students that uh, would otherwise be attending their own schools. We're talking to Eric Montardi, finishing up here. Uh, he's the director of research at the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy. And in case you haven't heard, the uh, superintendent of Pittsburgh public schools, uh, Mr. Hamlet, uh, Anthony Hamlet, has uh, resigned. Um, 
I, I got to ask you, uh, there, I, I don't know, maybe this isn't part of your research and maybe it's just an opinion, but I don't know how much you've looked into school choice, but I'm sure you've noticed that there's been uh, quite a bit of movement in the school choice uh, effort and uh, more and more people seem to be interested in that idea. What are the chances of anything like that uh, gaining some ground in Pittsburgh based on these numbers you just threw out here? Well, I mean, it, 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 you know, if we look at how things may have changed in the past year, those numbers would certainly be reflected when the State Department of Education puts out their enrollment projections. Because, again, looking at what they will do there is their official count at the beginning of October, when they did it on October 1st of 2020, um, the headcount in the K-12 through enrollment in Pittsburgh Public Schools was 20,000. 438, and that was down 837 students from the previous October 1st. So now, as of this week, you know, we'll be three weeks away from when that next official enrollment count is taken. But as they, as we mentioned, and as they, you know, they projected, you know, they're looking at you know the, the district being around 16,000 students um, come the end of the decade, and that means you know. Pittsburgh quite possibly will be surpassed by some other school districts out east that will just be you know larger in terms of enrollment that are smaller now or they'll be within maybe a few hundred students of being right up you know equal to the enrollment uh, of Pittsburgh public schools if the if the uh, projections come out the same um, but as there's options out there and if you know folks are not happy with what they uh, what they have with Pittsburgh Public Schools, I think those options for sure for sure will be you know explored and you know eventually they will show up in the data. Hey Eric, I'm out of time. I really appreciate you coming on, especially on short notice. Uh, Eric Montardi, I really appreciate it. John, thank you for the invite. I appreciate it as well. And we will be right back. Why doing it right, roofing, siding, and remodeling? As an Owens Corning Roofing Platinum Preferred Contractor, it's simple. It's in their name. They're doing it right, and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Want it done right? Call doing it right. Right now, people are home with their pets more often, and I think especially with the shedding, they're more cognizant of what's going on and that it's an actual issue. Nala's got some skin issues. He gets really going and scratching. Excessive shedding, a lot of just scratching and itching. Jiggy, scratching and itching, biting. On top of that, he was starting to get black buildup in his ears. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I just heard the Dynavite commercial so many times that I said, you know what, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And I ordered it and tried it, and it worked. We started Dynavite, and in our first box, we noticed a difference, especially with the shedding. Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog. We've got four dogs, all different ages, all different sizes, and they've all just responded really well to the Dynavite, and they all love it. We will be using Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. We order our Dynavite from Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And, and we're, we're the, the owners, owners of South Coast, Coast Tax. Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. 
South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm who will treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation, and we'll take the time to explain all the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 8.36, so if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed, and one way we can achieve that is by being debt-free. So let us help you today. Call us at 1-800-TAX-1176, and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. Order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. Call 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. For victims of drunk and drug driving, our grief is unique. But you are not alone. You always have a place at MAD. Call our 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit MAD.org. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Uh, just another reminder, uh, the event uh, is coming up a week from this Friday, September 17th. At Christ Church at Grove Farm, that's in uh, Swickley. Joe Sweeney, he's a contractor who just came back from uh, Afghanistan a couple of weeks ago. Just landed here. He's from Moon Township. He just landed here in Pittsburgh like two or three days before the uh, actual deadline. And he's uh, going to talk about whether what it was worth or whether, whether or not it was worth it and what's going to happen to the people who are left behind. He knows all about it. He's been there several times. He just I think he just spent like six months there. Uh, and he's not happy about what's, uh, what's going on. And Kathy Emmons from our sister station at Word FM uh, will be there with me. She and I will uh, moderate a panel discussion that will be preceded by hors d'oeuvres, uh, uh, Baked by Mike, uh, the uh, guy who's on the other side of the glass here today. Nice enough for him to do that, of him to do that. Uh, but uh, no, that's coming up a week from uh, this Friday. And I, I only have about 30 seconds left here, right? Um, I, I have to mention that I, I actually saw the clip of Sandy Cortez last night talking about the abortion uh, law in Texas. And she multiple times she referred to menstruating people. Instead of women, this is where we are in America. This is a person who's considered to be a genius by Democrats everywhere, and she's referring to women as menstruating people on national TV with a straight face. I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.